Hello Cryptonauts, today we are reporting for November 12th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. I'm really excited because I finally created a crypto token, gift token for Cryptocurrency Chat. So if you're interested in or about the token itself, you can reach out to me on the Discord app. So let's get started. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at $18,511.68 with a 4.4% gain. Second place we have Ethereum settling at $582.73 with a 8.3% gain. Third place, XRP with 62 cents and a 3.4% gain. Fourth place, USDT Tether settling at 99 cents with a no gain, no loss. Fifth place, Chainlink settling at $13.97 with a 7.8% gain. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $289.26 with a 4.8% gain. 7th place, Litecoin settling at $79.14 with a 7.8% gain. 8th place, Cardano settling at $0.16 with a 5.6% gain. Ninth place, Polkadot settling at $5.18 with a 6.4% gain. And 10th place, Binance Coin settling at $30.08 with a 3.8% gain. Alright, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at $561.7 billion, up by 4.4%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. I almost forgot. Here we go. Collect. Bingo. There we go. All right. First news coming in from Tim Copeland. Bitcoin price breaks $16,000 in sudden burst upwards. Uh, the price of Bitcoin has broken the $16,000 mark. After a quick price surge, the current price of Bitcoin is now $16,141, but it's changing rapidly. The price has has rise. The price rise has been accompanied by the surge of volume, according to Misery's uh, Bitcoin's trading volume rose from 28 million to 176 million in the last two hours. Bitcoin's price is now 4% in the last 24 hours and 11% of last week. It is leading the market with most coins in the top 10, either slightly in the green or in the red. Bitcoin's past $16,000, yet not a lot short. Yet not a lot of short liquidations in the derivatives and futures market. Many on-chain indicators point towards an organic rally. Last week, many miners and whales sold took profit as well. Strong demand, strong high time frame momentum, tweet crypto analyst Joseph Young. Awesome. All right. Good news. All right, next news written by Matt Husey. Bitcoin outperforms stocks and gold pushing crypto market higher. 
Uh, it was another strong day on the crypto market as research highlighted Bitcoin's market beating performance when compared to traditional stock market stocks and shares. According to a note from analytics firm Masari, uh, Bitcoin in comparison to real estate stocks, gold and bonds delivers a higher rate of return over a four year uh, four year period. Bitcoin's low correlations with other asset class has made it an increasingly attractive asset to offer any losses seen in other parts of, of investors' portfolios, said Mira Cristanto, the Masari Report author. The report noted, noted renewed interest from the sovereign wealth and pension funds, concluding uh, they have realized this opportunity and have begun new allocation strategies to maximize long-term value. All right, next news written by Sharyuwa Malwa, Ragnar Locker. Gang uses Facebook ads in $15 million Bitcoin ransom. What? Italian alcoholic producer Campari was served a bitter deal last week after a ransomware group stole two terabytes worth of files belonging to the firm and demanded $15 million in Bitcoin for its release, as per a report on security websites bleeping computer. Termed Ragnar Locker, uh, the attack involves a computer virus that affects a, the popular Windows OS and collects any sensitive data it finds on a victim's device. The data is later encrypted with attackers then demanding a ransom, usually via email or a note, to release the, the decryption key, a tool that allows victims to access their data again. The attackers did not go easy on the Campari. As per the report, they, incited, they, uh, they encrypted financial data bank statements, documents, important emails, and contractual agreements, such as with celebrities and distributors belonging to the spirits player. Wow. We have been breached, your security perimeters, and gets access to every service of computers network in different countries across all your international offices, a random note sent to the company read. It further demands a ransom payment of $15 million to be paid in Bitcoin for the release of the data. Ouch. That's all bad. Next news. Written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin undo button comes to Ethereum blockchain. Israeli blockchain startup Kirubu, known for Bitcoin undo button that allows users to revert transactions, has launched the same service for Ethereum according to announcements. The Ethereum undo button works in the same way as its Bitcoin counterpart counterparts. It allows users to add password to their outgoing transactions and unless the receiver enters the password, the transactions can be reversed at any moment. Still, Kirobo gains no custody over the over the funds at any point. The use of our logic player finally eliminates the need to send a test transaction sharply, reducing the level of anxiety users feel when transferring funds to a third party, said As, uh, Asif Naim, CEO of Kirobo, adding, it is a solution in the industry the industry needs badly. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. I like the Ethereum undo button. Love it. Sounds like a great thing. We need some more tools like that. More digital tools. Bring it on. Next news, ran by Liam Frost. Bitcoin Exchange BitMEX adds trade surveillance monitoring. Cryptocurrency exchange BitMEX today partnered with Eventus Systems, a company specializing in compliance, trade surveillance, and risk management to support its trade surveillance and anti-money laundering AML transaction capabilities. The selection of Eventus to support our critical trade surveillance and AML functions is an important part of our plans to mature our compliance capabilities with a vision of the leading of leading the industry on best practice 
crypto asset compliance, said Malcolm Wright, chief compliance officer at 100X Group, BitMEX's parent company. All right. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Not enough people are staking on Ethereum 2.0. Here's why. The first part of the Ethereum 2.0 was destined for the start of December, but so far just 10% of the, of the required ETH has been staked, implying the upgrade won't happen on schedule. Staking Ethereum involves locking up a specific amount of cryptocurrency in exchange for rewards. Ethereum 2.0, an upgrade to the Ethereum's entire platform, is on the, is on the horizon, making Ethereum far, most, far more scalable than it is today. So why are some believers in Ethereum declaring that they won't be staking on Ethereum in the future? For, me, for many users, it's simply too complicated. That is true. That is, that is absolutely true. Right now, the only option to stake is to run your own Ethereum 2.0 node, which is much easier than setting up a mining rig, but it's still a bit intimidating for many normal users, Lito Cohen, co founder of Crypto Testers, told Decrypt. The reason users would now have to run their own nodes in order to stake in Ethereum is because many platforms that provide nodes for users like StakeWise are simply not ready are not ready yet. Only a few platforms such as Liquid Stake are up and running. You know what? Um, if I recall correctly, Celsius, Celsius is actually making a um, a different wallet specifically for Ethereum 2.0. So if you want to stake your ETH, then you can trust Celsius to stake it for you and you earn the interest on that. But once it's staked, it can't be unstaked, from what I understand. It can't be unstaked until the final, um, uh, until the final version of Ethereum 2.0 has been upgraded. I think that's what it was. It has nothing to do with Celsius. It has to do with e the ETH 2.0 uh, lockup. So, check it out. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Tezos Delphi upgrade slashes gas cost by 75%. The Tezos blockchain has, success, has successfully implemented a new upgrade dubbed Delphi today. It is designed to make the network more attractive for applications, including decentralized finance ones, by drastically reducing gas costs for operations according to an, an announcement. The Delphi upgrade will typically decrease gas consumption by around 75% thanks to a number of improvements to the blockchain's Michelson's interpreter. Additionally, storage costs are now four times lower. When you combine upgrade regularity with the reduced gas cost that this particular upgrade brings, Tezo is ripe for DeFi development, noted Hugo Renaudin, co-founder of LGO Group and founder of Bender Labs. Like on Ethereum, gas on Tezos reflects the complexity of computations required to perform, to perform any given operation. The more complex the operation is, the more gas it consumes. Unlike the Ethereum, gas is not used to pay fees on Tezos directly. It is free and mainly serves as a limiter to prevent apps from consuming too much computing power. Still, fees, which are paid separately, are based on the amount of gas an operation requires. Okay, Tezos, interesting. Next, news written by Scott Chaplina. A Bitcoin mining pool is deliber deliberately censoring transactions. What? Blockseer, a blockchain analytics firm, has launched a private beta version of, of the Blockseer mining pool, a mining pool that censors certain transactions and it's not without controversy. While Blockseer mining pool is still in its private beta, 
if this if this sparks a trend it could be it could make it very difficult for the regular user to use bitcoin since transactions can't be made without a miner choosing to put them in the block bitcoin miners and pool wield pools wield a lot of power critics argue this if this became the norm it could cause a problem for bitcoin who decides what is nefarious how do you challenge this jason dean bitcoin analyst at quantum economics told decrypt it is a very dangerous path that could remove the advantages of a censorship-resistant payment system, Dean added. The problem for critics of the mining pool is that it could be potentially be used, uh, be the first step towards undermining what Bitcoin was first designed to be, a payment system immune to government control and founded on the basis of individual freedom. All right. Well then. Okay, next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Oops. Bitcoin is now the 20th biggest asset by market cap. With a market cap of nearly $300 billion, Bitcoin is now the 20th most valuable asset by market cap according to Asset Dash, a site that tracks those sort of things. Bitcoin piped home and home improvement retailer Home Depot to take the 20th position and already beat out Verizon and PayPal. <clears throat> Still yet to conquer our payments companies MasterCard and Visa. Bitcoin hit 20th position after its price boomed to $16,117, a more than $5,000 increase since the start of October, when its price was about $10,500 and its market capitalization, the sum of the sum of the coins and total circulation was about $200 billion. Bitcoin's already affected almost all of the companies ahead of it. Nvidia, 17th, is battling a lawsuit that, that alleges that the graphics card firm didn't explain how much it relied on Bitcoin mining hardware. Bum bum bum. JP Morgan, 15th, is building its own crypto, JPM coin, and Facebook, 5th, tried its darn, darndest to launch its own global world currency project, Libra. Walmart, 10th, traces its lettuce on, on the supply chain blockchain system built by IBM. Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, tweets about Bitcoin every so often uh, and talks about Dogecoin. Ah, oh, man. All right, next news. Written by Robert Stevens, PayPal launches cryptocurrency trading for all U.S. users. Pay, uh, payment giant PayPal today announced that it that all of its U.S. users can now start trading Bitcoin on its platform. We are pleased to announce that all eligible PayPal account holders in the U.S. can now buy, hold, and sell cryptocurrency directly with PayPal. The company said in a brief statement, providing an update to its original announcement in late October. Originally, the company had instituted a waitlist for its crypto feature, but said during the recent earnings earnings call that it had experienced overwhelmingly demand for such services from its users. Now, PayPal users in the United States can use cryptocurrencies to buy things at any of its 26 million merchants around the world. Those merchants won't receive cryptocurrencies. PayPal will convert the crypto at the point of sale. Okay, okay. Well, that's not good. That's not really good news. That's uh, that's, that's PayPal being the full, full custodian of your cryptos. And that's a big no-no. The whole point of getting into crypto is that you want it to be decentralized. Not fully central. Not like they have full control of it. They want, you know, you know, you know, you know, come on. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Fed remains committed to being non-committal on digital dollar. When most head of central bank talks about central 
central bank digital currencies, state-run digital currencies that could function as alternative to cash. Each often seems eager to, eager to say that they're considering it the most, but equally the most reluctant to issue one. Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, appears the most committed and simultaneously the most reluctant today when speaking at a virtual conference hosted by the European Central Bank, beating out SIFE competition from the president of the European Central Bank and the governor of the Bank of England, who did much the same. When asked about his thoughts on the central bank digital currency, CBDC, Powell stated, Here at the Fed and in the U.S., we are committed to thoughtfully and carefully evaluating the potential cost and benefits of a central bank digital currency. An excellent start. The Fed is really taking this seriously. China, which is piloting its own CBDC and thus the outliner, better watch out. Powell's speech then hit its apex. We've been actively participating with other central banks at... At where? At the Bank of International Settlements, known as the Central Bank of Banks. What? Bank for International Settlements, known as the Central Bank of Banks. To look at this, and we feel that it's that this has been a very productive collaboration. What? I gotta look into the banks. The the what? What was it? Central Bank of Banks. What is the Central Bank of Banks? Crazy international settlements. Wow. Anyways, um, okay, cool. Next news. Um, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Russia eases up on putting Bitcoin users in jail and proposed tax law. Russia may be softening its tough crypto laws, but Russia's citizens could still go to prison for not complying with the rules, according to local reports. Citizens could be in prison for up to three years if they fail to declare the tax authorities their crypto holdings of 45 million rubles or more, reported Russian's news outlet RBC Group today. A previous draft bill initially put the amount much lower, 100,000 rubles for some serious potential jail time, according to previous reports. But the updated proposed law is still strict. Russian residents could face big trouble, including six months in prison, if they fail to declare crypto holdings worth 15 million rubles, the report said. Okay, file your taxes, man. Just do your taxes. Next news, written by Will Gatzengen. Crypto tracing firm wants to help feds better handle seized Bitcoin. Cryptocurrencies have come a long way since the Bitcoin free-for-all of the Silk Road era, but they're still a pretty popular option if you're looking to do illegal things on the dark web. Fortunately, or unfortunately, for privacy uh, purist Chainalysis, a data company that pitches itself as something like a blockchain watchdog, is already working with governments to trace and seize ill-gotten crypto. Now the company has announced a new program to help governments keep an eye on their stores of legally seized digital assets. Just last week, over 69,000 Bitcoin linked to the Silk Road, which has been lying dormant since the marketplace's closure in 2013, were transferred to the government-controlled wallet. In its, uh, in its forfeiture compliant, the Department of Justice disclosed that it used a third-party Bitcoin attribution company to analyze Bitcoin transactions as executed by Silk Road. Chainalysis has since taken responsibility for for that analyst. Cool. Alright, next news written by Matthew DeSalvo. Government ban on Bitcoin. No dice, Dalio. 
says CryptoX exits. After billionaire, billionaire investor Ray Dalio said governments would eventually ban Bitcoin, the crypto industry hit out. <laughs> hit out at the hedge fund manager. During, during an interview with Yahoo Finance last week, the boss of the world's biggest hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates, said that Bitcoin was not a good investment because governments would eventually outlaw it. He added that the cryptocurrency's volatility also makes it a bad investment compared to gold. But the, but the crypto community was quick to shoot down Dalio, a thread on Twitter by Moon Capital, which runs Wealth Dashboard Satworth, set off the debate. The tweet criticized Dalio's theory, saying, If someone is presenting this argument, they've conceded that Bitcoin is the world's most valuable monetary good ever discovered. They understand that Bitcoin will become so incredibly valuable that it may threaten government itself. It added, banning Bitcoin wouldn't kill Bitcoin. You'd have to physically find every Bitcoiner and destroy their computers to kill Bitcoin. <laughs> That's crazy. That's true, though. That's what I love about Bitcoin. That is pure decentralization right there. All right. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Shakeup at cybersecurity agency that denied Trump election claims. Brian Ware, a top official within the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, part of the Department of Homeland Security, abruptly resigned today. CISA, created, created by President Trump in 2018, plays a leading role in managing risk to the nation's infrastructure, as well as preventing and responding to ransomware attacks. Ransomware is maliciously installed software that shuts down computer systems. Hackers then ask for a ransom, usually in Bitcoin, for services to be returned to normal. Aside from a peripheral attack on the Hall County, Georgia government, uh, government took down a voter signature database. The, the nation's elections infrastructure effectively guarded against attack, according to elections infrastructure's government coordinating council. In his resignation letter, CISA Assistant Director for Cybersecurity Brian Ware implied that the decision was not his, saying that it's too soon. The resignation was accompanied by rumors that CISA Director Christopher Krebs expects to be fired and comes amidst the, the lame duck shakeup as the Department of Defense. Wow. President Trump announced the firing of Defense Secretary Mark Esper via tweet. On the morning of Tuesday, November 9th, by the end of the day, the DOD's acting policy chief, the chief of staff to the defense secretary, and the under uh, secretary of defense for intelligence had all, re all resigned. A similar purge at CISA wouldn't be much of a surprise as the president has called into question the credibility of the results and has alleged, alleged systematic election fraud. Oh man, that's all bad. All bad. Next news. Written by Jeff Benson. DeFi platform Ac Acropolis admits to being hacked for $2 million. Acropolis, Ac Acropolis, which runs a protocol for generating interest on pooled Ethereum-based asset, is the latest DeFi project to be hacked via Flash Loan. Several of the pools within the project's Delphi savings pool for yield, yield farming were drained of over $2 million die, worth roughly $2 million. At 14.36 GMT, we noticed a discrepancy in the APYs of our stablecoin pools and, and identified that 2 million DAI had been drained out of our Y-curve and SUSD pools. The project reported in the statement released the evening of November 12th. Mm -mm -mm. Curve is a protocol for trading stablecoins and earning interest, according to 
Acropolis, other curve pools, BUSD and SBTC, as well as its Aave compound pools, weren't affected. The attacks seemingly come as a surprise for Acropolis, which said the pools have, had undergone two independent audits. However, the attack vectors used in the exploit were not identified in either audit, it said. The essence of the exploit in question is a combination of re-entrancy attacks with DOI-DX flash loan origination. Alright, Cryptonauts. We are done. That's it. We're done for today. Until next time, Cryptonauts. I greatly appreciate you all listening to me from all around the world. And uh, I'll catch you all next time. Adios. <laughs>